Hey, Mac, when does deer season start? Well, if you want the best deer herd possible, Lanny, you need to start right now. Right now. That's, That's why right. we're starting our promotion. I mean, we've got a deer season starts now promotion on plantbiologic.com where you can pick up our Game Changer soybeans, our forage soybeans, and our spring protein peas. While you're there, you might as well go ahead and pick up some brassicas like our final forage and winter bowls. Yeah, stock up for the cool season planting right now. Listeners to the GK Podcast, if you use coupon code GKPOD, you can save an additional 10% off our entire selection of warm season, cool season, and clover food plot seed. Get started today and visit plantbiologic.com for an unforgettable fall. I am Jeff Foxworthy, and welcome to Gamekeeper Podcast. If you want to learn more about farming for wildlife and habitat management, then, buddy, you are in the right place. Join the Gamekeeper crew direct from Mossy Oak Land Enhancement Studio as they discuss the latest wildlife and habitat management practices, news, and, of course, hunting. There's no telling what you'll learn, but I'm going to tell you, I bet it's interesting. Enjoy. We are live in three, two, one. Hmm. All right, everyone. Did you hear that? Well, I hadn't heard uh, much uh, of that. Uh, no. Wait, what, what is going on? Stop. 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 Rich is over there. Richie. How are we supposed to concentrate? That's ridiculous. That's the most turkey goblin I've heard in a while. Oh, now we got the winners coming. <laughs> and the shots. Yeah, well, bonjour, Dudley. Bonjour, Dudley. Uh, how was your trip? It was excellent. Good. Yeah. Wow. Went He's already a, using uh, those fancy words after his trip. We Excellent. went on a little pilgrimage trip with the church, nice. uh, with my church, and visited a bunch of churches and did uh, some other cool stuff. And I can honestly say I didn't – I was thought I was going to be angry about missing turkey season the whole time, and I, I had an absolute blast. Good for you. That's you didn't miss much. It was 21 Monday morning. Yeah. He yeah. did not miss the staff meeting all the way from Europe. How about that? I had to say that, but – Richie, I don't know where Richie was. Richie? What happened, Richie? I was taking care of some family business. Oh, uh, oh, you know, okay. kids and braces and okay. uh, yeah. all that. Root yeah. canals. Hey, he, you could have FaceTimed in, though, Rich. I could have. I could have, yeah. Sure. So, look. Well, he was doing uh, the work of the church and, you know. That's right. Yeah, he was. And he looked so happy, didn't he? Commitment. He was happy. Well, yeah. I he think part of that was. He loved us before he left. Uh, I think that was because for the first time in 15 years, I put an auto reply on my email. So, well, wow. Randy was. Yeah, well, we were getting replying. all those. And yeah. they, Thanks, we, we got you back. Thanks. There was Randy. two days when I was the only person in the hall. <laughs> what, what are you. Wait a minute. You're, are you giving off that you're surprised by that? Yeah, that's it true. Is, it is just, the just you know, end of March. It was actually spring break had more to do with that than turkey season. Uh, yeah. This is so, true. So, look, let me welcome everybody to West Point, Mississippi, home of Mossy Oak, the Gamekeeper Studio. We got a rough group in here today. Yeah. I hope everybody's everybody ready got to go. the spurs out. Dudley's <laughs> back, thank goodness. Uh, uh, Lanny's over here dressed in black like he usually is, mm-hmm. and he's got a twinkle in his eye. Toxie's rocking back and forth like he's caged like a caged lion and that's because it's turkey season that's not he's, true he's, he'd rather be somewhere else i know i've always rather be somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> then on the couch i'm kind of looking right to left we've got ernie calendrelli and he's, he's from the 
Boom. He's from, well, there is a Yankee in our midst, fellas. I've used a Mr. Fox expression. <laughs> yeah, that Ernie, he's been turkey hunting since back when they hid Moses in the bull rushes. Yeah, he sure has. <laughs> that sounds just Ernie's like Ernie's been Mr. around Fox. a long time. A long, long I'm, time. Oh, hopefully it's going to continue. There too. you go. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, Ernie, uh, we'll, we'll get to know you a little bit later. Uh, we've got some specific questions for you and get you to tell a story. Looking to the right, we've got a local West Point legend sitting on the couch. Okay, you're spreading those rumors. Dr. <laughs> Ned Miller. <laughs> who but, is the first guy to wear scrubs in here? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I'm straight from the clinic, man. We need yeah. some bottomland scrubs. Oh, yeah. Head, yeah, right. Yeah, I do. And wow. look, if somebody, like if your beeper goes off or something, feel free to run, go save a life or something. Yeah, if y'all hear a ruckus, just, yeah. He'll just be back. Move on, yeah. If his beeper goes off this time of year, it's typically his cell phone camera. Yeah. At the farm, because his farm is not true, far from True story. He's not far from here. I have shot a turkey in scrubs from oh, the nice. clinic, yes, before. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, I think I sent you that picture. It's been two or three mm-hmm. years ago, yeah. Hmm. Now, Very that, cool story. Yeah, that is good. Is wow. that a... Aren't we telling some stories today? Yeah, we'll tell some stories. He's probably got a bunch of good ones though. So let's uh, let's pay some bills before we do this. We, we've got this this episode is brought to you by our friends at Onyx. Lanny, you use them all the time. You're probably on Onyx That's right actually now. What I was doing, you know, I was yeah. trying to figure out. Where I, I wouldn't was say go I use morning. them all the time. I would say I live on it. Yeah. He's worse than I am. I'm the worst. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty bad. Well, Every when, day of my life. When you were in uh, in London, did you open up your Onyx? Now they don't have all the property stuff over there but i could actually see the map and, and where i was oh that's cool oh, Amazing. About that. Travel. i mean that yeah, daggum I mean, internet's everywhere isn't it? <laughs> like i saved a i saved a spot at stonehenge and you know at our hotel yeah dropped a pen dropped a pen Stone- you might i think you're the only one i well i'm sure somebody's got a pen at stonehenge so lanny th- there's a promo code do you know what it is it's mossy oak 20 so if you go to onyx you, yeah. mo- you get the uh, uh, the mossy oak package what well, you know. yeah i think that's what the coupon code is i think i think it's just mossy oak okay even better i think so richie do you know wake up rich <laughs> okay richie doesn't here know. i'll take okay. i'll ask what the code is to be sure all right so we'll wrap back up and we'll tell folks the code the uh the other thing blood on the biologic now is brought to you by ls tractors hey. okay yeah that i mean our friends at ls how about that what you think about that it's new toxic guy? proof mm. It's toxic. Careful now. That's only because Bobby doesn't run one a lot, but yeah, it, right. it, Bobby proof too. Uh, you know, they pulled up in this big They are. I will say this. I've only run one one fall, and I've looked it over, and I've had a couple people work within for me that are very, very uh, skilled at understanding equipment, and everybody I know is super impressed. That's not just to say that because they're That's right. partners with us now. They're really well-made equipment. I'm excited about it. It's a great machine. So there was a small one with a belly mower, and I'd plan on doing some mowing with it here in the next week, and all of a sudden it's gone. It's of at course. the nursery. We're putting up it's a shade gone. house with it. Okay. All yeah. right. I'm just making sure somebody didn't steal Look it. Look at Bobby something. getting all territorial. Look at it. Oh, I like it. Yeah, yeah, little, he needs a little, a little low tractor sh- like that. Well, that's good news. I hadn't been to the nursery yet. Oh, don't I'm worry. It's not up. We just dropped it off over Okay. So what blood on the biologic i'll throw one out i saw will dixon posted it there was a young a little young boy that they took named bo weeks nice. and that killed his first time he looks like he's about six or seven years old. one wow. of those really cool pictures wow you see. So, that's awesome yeah bo weeks bo wop weeks yeah bobby that, knows what that, i'm talking that, about i do yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, does, does blood on the biologic count when it's just on the biologic but not on your vest or in the truck yeah, well, uh, I think it's just period. it probably doesn't count. What? 
Is it got to? I'm just saying, if the blood's only on the biologic, but not in the back of your truck or on your vest anywhere, oh, okay, yeah, then it. It probably I, doesn't I see count. where he's going. Probably don't want to talk about that no, one. Then. I'm not. I'm not embarrassed to say. Sounds that. Sounds like a swing and a miss. Somebody had a swing and a miss. I call it Federal Express airmail. Oh, Airmailed. Oh, is there an airmail story? Yeah. Yes, there is an airmail story. Who missed one? Oh, who, uh, who was that? <laughs> <laughs> well, don't bring it up. And Personally, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well. Great great lesson. Mm-hmm. I just grabbed a gun. Was Didn't even get my Mr. Fox vest until the day before the season. Just yeah. threw my stuff in there, grabbed a gun from last year. 20 gauge that we actually would daddy hunts with because I knew it had to be the best thing sighted and he didn't shoot it or anything. I mean, I shot one, got up to go get him. He was gone. Nowhere to be found. Wow. I just saw turkeys run off. He was with some hens and Mm. uh, got back. mm, That was whatever, maybe Saturday. And then yesterday afternoon, I decided I better, before I went out again, I better Hmm. check it. And it was Way off. Way off. Oh. You didn't tell me this Saturday when I And don't you know that was probably the most sighted in shotgun out of oh, all of our it's shotguns. This goes to show you. Always check. The ones with the red dots and the screws, you better check them. Put some lock, first of all, I read up on it more. Put some Loctite on your screws mm. once you get them dialed in and then check them again. I'm like anything else, they can move or get beat up. or so anyway, Okay. I learned yeah. my lesson. Good, I used a good the lesson there. Yep. So, uh, Brent Briggs. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, Brett Briggs. Daniel Brent. Hayes. And Brent, Brent Briggs, Briggs, too. Hey, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, both of them. And Daniel Hayes. Daniel Hayes. Daniel Hayes. Well, I was waiting on you to bring that up. That was his first uh, with the – well, they had the traveling best. They all yeah, killed one right. last year. But, but that was his first. The first one, yeah. I've seen a lot of firsts with their new yes. Mr. Fox best, mm-hmm. their own personal one. Mm. It's pretty cool to see that. That people send pictures just right. I've gotten a bunch from people already. Yeah. yeah. Tom Robertson. Yep. Tom Kip Robertson. Kip he did. Hayden Moore. Where is Rob Moore? I look at there. Can I get an amen over there? That's right. Yeah. I mean, they're Yeah. I got uh, my buddy in Monroe County, Land Smathers. He's on the board, too. So I'm looking forward to going. I know. Uh, Alabama starts Saturday. Goodness I'll be right in front of you. Don't worry. Yeah, I hadn't gone yet either. I can't wait. I'm fixing to go on a sabbatical. So, yeah, you're going to. Don't count on me for a couple of podcasts. Well, or you know where to come get it anyway. <laughs> we can drop a mic. All right, Ned. Wait, look, we got you. Got to get back to surgery. No, I'm good, I'm man. Sure. I got time. <clears throat> well, look. So what this one's going to be this this podcast? We're going to tell some stories, and we've got a couple of folks here. I can't wait to hear Ernie's story, but we're going to kind of save it toward the end of the day. <laughs> Let it. We're going to crescendo up to it. But so I got the I got the name of it for you. So reminded me of when I was a kid. It was the the highlight of all the years that I grew up. Uh, experiencing all these turkey hunters, especially back when there weren't many much at all. But they had a, a regimen in where we grew up hunting, and it was at 11 o'clock. It didn't matter what you – if you were on a turkey or not, I mean, that was just the real – you get back, and you're at the camp, and you're there by 11. You just don't do it. You know, it's just the way – that was the rules. Hmm. And they had turkey tails, and every single person there would sit around on the big porch. had a big kind of a deck porch. And uh, everybody, one by one – first one, they would let anybody killed one talk and then one by one you told your story and you, i mean all the details where you were where you listen what was the compass reading on the first one that gobbled anything you wanted to how you you know forded across the river in your boat in the yeah. high water all those things it was such an adventure and i, I just always love that title for stuff like this turkey tales Turkey tails. Mm-hmm. And, and it, like, you know, every one of those hunts wasn't successful. Oh, it's, no. It's always fun to listen to very every, few, I think it is. Very, every story. Very few were successful. But, yeah, it was fascinating. I would just hang on every word of everybody's story. 
Yeah. Rob, so now you're being called into action there for the one request we made for you. Did it go by? He just walked by there. So, okay. No, no, no. We got a plan. So, all right. So here's what we're going to do, Ned. I'm going to look at you first. All right. And uh, we got a lot of uh, we got a lot of expectations here. Yeah, right? pressure's on. Well, I, like Toxie was saying, I, this is not a successful turkey hunt. Uh, Ooh, even the, better. Yeah, yeah. The, the one that that came to mind when you asked me about telling stories. So, so my the story that I one of my most favorite turkey hunting stories uh, from my own history is uh, is about um, uh, two some odd decades ago when I was at mississippi state and a buddy of mine was in the air force and was stationed at fort leonard wood in missouri and fort leonard wood is a sixty thousand acre um, army base in the middle it's in southwestern missouri i think it's in the middle of the mark twain i, I, I may be wrong about mm. that you have to check me about that but um yeah sixty thousand acre base in the middle of a giant swath of public land so the the hunting was was is pretty good and when i was in college every year uh at the end of the spring semester which ended you know early may late april uh especially if you were exempt and and didn't have to take your exams you got to leave a little bit early but every year after that spring semester i would we would drive up there and hunt for a week and i think in missouri their um their season is like the first week you can kill one turkey and then I think the second week you can kill two, but if you don't kill one the first week you can kill two. Anyway, something. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So we would uh, wait till that second week of their season and drive up there and, uh, and have some great, just great hunts on, uh, on Fort Leonard Wood. But this particular year, um, and my buddy who was stationed there, he was, he would scout two weeks in advance. He was going out to these spots and, and finding turkeys and uh, this one particular year, he had located, you know, uh, just a flock of turkeys and was here in Goblin um, pretty much daily leading up to us going up there. Um, and uh, so myself, and I don't know if I should mention their names or not here. Yeah, we can <laughs> beep them out. We can beep them yeah. out. So, <laughs> it was, so uh, Brian Lippincott and David Knighton are the two guys that I'm hunting with. And um, uh, so – Lip, who we call him, got off work Lip. late um, after my last exam. We left at, it's about a seven-hour drive. We left 10 p.m. that night, get there, drive all night, 5 a.m. the next morning. And in the days leading up to this, it had been raining up there. And, and, and so the spot where David had these turkeys located was across this river called the Ruby Dew River. Um I think he's making that up. I, like I promise you, that is the name. It's called the Ruby Doo River. You ever heard of that? Never. <laughs> Ruby Doo. <laughs> yeah. The Ruby Doo River Something on Fort Leonard dog. Wood in the Missouri Ozarks. Anyway. Um, it's not in New Orleans. Where's our fact checker when we need him? <laughs> I can't wait for the next time you need some ailment tended to, Bobby. <laughs> he's going to the back of the bus. <laughs> He's going to say, I've never heard of that, Bobby. Bobby, Bobby who? who? Influenza, yeah. Bobby? Bobby I've never heard of that. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it's been raining. He's got these turkeys located, and we've got to cross this Ruby-Doo River when we get there. And and it's not a small river. It's a it's coming out of a, you know, coming out of the mountains, and it's been raining, and 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 the river's getting a little deep. And and I, on the way up there, we're talking, and I, 
I said, how, you know, he says, I've got a plan. You know, how are we going to get across this Ruby Dew River? And he says, I, I, I got it taken care of. I got a plan. And uh, so we get there, driving all night, tired, uh, just basically pull up, park, throw our turkey gear on, and here we go walking down this uh, gravel path to the Ruby Dew. And um, we get down there, and it's it's still pretty dark, but it's kind of starting to get daylight. Um, and I see a canoe. And just as some background, I, this was about 100 pounds ago for me, so I was about 300 pounds. My buddy's about 300 pounds, and David is, uh, I don't know, he's 200 pounds. And here this is, this canoe that we're going to get in on the Ruby Dew River, which is flowing water. This isn't like... You know, this is this isn't stagnant water. This is running water, and uh, and I, I, I said, David, I say there's no way, <laughs> there's no way. It's and and he's oh, we're gonna be fine, we're gonna be fine. So we we for five or ten minutes here, we're arguing about this whether or not we're gonna get in this canoe, and um, as luck would have it, a turkey gobbled. So. It got on which side of the river? On the other side. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So creates the, a sense of urgency. Yeah. So That's the exactly argument right. stops, and yeah. I was all right. Come we on. all going. Let's go. <laughs> all right. What? Well, let's do this. So uh, my big buddy gets in the canoe on the uh, on the far end. I'm sitting Indian style in the middle, and David is about to push us off the bank. And when we get in this canoe. There is that much of that canoe. He's showing out, about an inch and a half. That's what I'm saying. Freeboard yeah. outside of the water Don't in this breathe. canoe. Yeah. <laughs> so and uh, so David pushes us off, and here we go across. We're in the rapids on the Ruby Dew River, trying to get to these turkeys that are gobbling. And as soon as he pushes us off, you're not going to be able to see this, but when one person shifts mm. another person shifts and then another and then and then this sort of cascade of events occurs where everybody's <laughs> shifting and and there's a little bit of water coming in and i'm in the middle of the canoe and i'm starting to feel it under me and i i remember looking over to the side of this canoe and i saw the side of the canoe dip under the water and i thought hmm. This is an executive decision has to be made at this point. <laughs> and uh, and I, I decided to jump ship because there was water coming in and we were, I, you know, it, we, we were going down. Yeah. So come out of the here. I spring out of the center of this canoe. And um, as soon as I did it, the canoe. Yeah. Just down there, you know, down the creek. So David's underwater, lips underwater, guns going everywhere, cameras, gear flying all over the place. It's still pitch black dark. Uh, so we can't really see anything. And the canoe's just gone. So here we are in the rapids on the Ruby Dew River, trying to get across to these turkeys. Uh, I managed to find a sandbar, get, you know, stood up. I hear David and Lip going down the creek, screaming, hollering, branches breaking. Uh, and David finally finds a way up and, Lip found a found a branch and was holding on to the branch, sort of in Superman mode. With the, <laughs> That's with how the, fast it's flowing. Yeah, it was really it was flowing water. And uh, so anyway, we get everybody back together and get um, get uh, sorted. And uh, and and you know, pouring boots, pouring water out of our boots, gallons of water, and um, 
and hunted actually till one o'clock that afternoon because you can only hunt till one in Missouri. Absolutely soaking wet. Um, never the turkeys after that commotion, the turkeys were just gone. You know, they never heard another turkey, but hunted till one, and it was uh, yeah, one of the, one of the cooler hunts that I've ever been on. And not even heard a turkey. No, and I'll never forget it. Yeah. Well, that's good. You didn't. A lot of questions. A lot of questions. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, not to correct you, but you heard the first one, which caused all the commotion. commotion. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my. It was probably some local on the other side. My wits. Yeah. I I had my wits about me as we walked up to this canoe with two 300 pound guys, you know, about to get in this canoe. And it. You know, I had my wits about me and was was bargaining pretty hard with him. But as soon as that turkey gobbles, your judgment gets impaired. and and, uh, That's got to be one of them turkeys you end up getting mad at. Yeah, right. So you probably ruined box calls, slate calls. So I hadn't thought about this. He just used a video camera. A a, a compelling word for what happens to people like, like Bill Sugg in the springtime, myself included. And it was like you said, your judgment goes judgment out impairment. The I mean, it could be similar yeah. to alcohol or the, too much narcotics or something. I, I'd argue for some of us, maybe it's worse than that. So judgment impairment. Maybe some days we shouldn't be driving after a hunt. You know? Yeah, I get it bad. How'd y'all get back across the Ruby Roo? Ruby Do we swam? Yeah, yeah. Went was, back to the sandbar. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, with great with great care. That's how we got back across. Did you lose any guns? Did you find them all? Found them all. Lost the canoe. Uh, the canoe was downstream for, I, I think David ended up finding it a couple of weeks later or something because it was borrowed from his master sergeant. So, uh, yeah, he, he, I think he ended up finding it, but um, wow. it was a ruckus. A wow. ruckus on the Ruby-Doo. It, there, it sound, Ruby-Doo sounds a lot like Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's I, I think it's the Louisiana. You have to look it up. It's the Louisiana spelling for the Ruby Doo. Yeah. Uh, so oh, I did. Look, I, did I did look it up to be honest. And so it's the Ruby Doo Creek. Yeah, uh, Creek. And so it's in uh, inappropriate Central. character up there. There's a Creek. Yeah. <laughs> in uh, southeast South uh, Missouri, there named after French Canadian fur trader Joseph Ruby Doo. I can assure you that Tibby Creek, right here below town, is a river. When the water's when it's been raining a couple inches, yeah, yeah, well, well, so you were there for a week. Did anything good oh, yeah. happen? Yeah, we ended. I mean, we always ended up killing a turkey or two. We we never uh, killed a whole bunch, but yeah, I, we ended up killing a few that time. I think uh, everybody got at least one. Yeah, while we were there, this was in Missouri. Yeah, so you just did. Put you ever hear any killed out from in front of you? You were headed to them, and someone killed them before you got there. No, of course. I'm going to say if it was, it could have been Ernie, because <laughs> he's been he spent a lot of time in Missouri. Yeah. I spent a lot of time yeah. in Missouri. Well, the cool thing about where we were hunting, it was on we were hunting on the base, so it was on Fort Leonard Wood. Wow, uh, which was it's a little bit restricted. I mean, you have to eat, uh, if you're not in the service. I think you can get on if you're not in the service, but it's a little bit of a process. So we had uh, the turkeys uh, were were uh, somewhat of a captive audience on the on the base. Wow. Well, that's you know, a good story. Yeah. A quick, yeah. A quick thing to that. When you, you talk about a creek, mm-hmm. you know, crossing a creek. The first time I hunted Alabama, I go down there and the guy says, you got to go over three branches. And it's, I said, three branches? <laughs> There's millions of branches out there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
That yeah. was a long time that ago. Is, that is definitely in Alabama <laughs> and Mississippi, too, but especially yeah. in Alabama. I grew up hearing about this branch and that branch and that branch, and it's just a very small creek, basically. Yeah. 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 Don't yep. people call a, like, a tank? Is that such a thing? That's, that's in, in Texas. Texas. That's in Texas. A yeah. Pond. Texas. Yeah, that's just a little pond. or Literally, yeah. sometimes they're tight. Down in Florida, they call them domes. Mm. Wow. Have you ever hunted the domes and the sugar sands uh, down at, down in have, South have. Florida? These little wow. cypress hammocks. That, yeah. hmm. Well, Ned, that was a good story. And uh, we appreciate you being here. We've had... Uh, uh, we've never had a doctor in here before. This is really, this is really, you're welcome to stay as long as you want to. Yeah. If your beeper goes uh, off, yeah, feel I mean, free to get up. Got a little bit of time with he's, he's, By the way, did we talk? Did you mention blood on the biology? You never let him well, say, no, you know, no, we're so, all talking about it. So yeah, I got, we found one. I, yeah, I found one opening day. I don't know that I've ever killed an opening day turkey, but but this year <laughs> it happened. I don't know if it was the luck of the fox vest or what, but. Yep. Um, First yeah. picture I got was a dead fox best turkey, other than, of course, always and forever likely to be Jason Hart. But other than that, yeah. uh, he kills one every year within a minute of his feet hitting the ground in South Florida on the <laughs> earliest day possible. So I'm going to say he's I'm first. That hunter. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's first in the company every year forever, probably. Well, yeah, that uh, and it was it was cold, like you said. It was opening day in Mississippi this year was cold. Yeah, duck. I broke more ice uh, Monday morning trying to turkey hunt than I did in duck season. Wow. wow. Well, Ned, thank you. And <clears throat> yeah. stay as long as you want to. So y'all may have heard the door creak open, and uh, we have got, Richie, we've got to start locking that door. But Bill Sugg has <laughs> slinked in here uh, late, as uh, I might add. And then now he's sitting there <laughs> with a microphone right beside him. So at some point, we're going to get a story from Mr. Bill, but thank you for being here. <clears throat> Always glad to hear, Bobby. And you said you never had any doctor here before, but I'm looking around at this illustrious crew, and there are several doctors of pontification here. <laughs> <laughs> Certified. Yeah, they probably are. They probably are. So, all right. So let's, let's, uh, well, while we got you teed up and, and you got a grin on your face, have you, have you got a story? It's you turkey want to tell? season. <laughs> yeah. Try yeah. Keep that grin. Hopefully, all turkey season. Oh, well, hopefully. Yeah. Good to see Ernie. Oh, good to see you. You're going to become a regular down here. Ernie. I'm telling you, I've been spending more time down here. Than, <laughs> more time down here than home. You're always welcome. You know that. I appreciate Did it. I. Love it down there. Yeah. Well, mine is. A couple of short stories, one in particular, everybody knows it for many years, probably 15 or so, we've been blessed to, to support a charity down in outside of Jacksonville, Florida called Seamark Ranch. And we've been involved, we've helped support them with providing camo for a turkey hunt they do to raise money for that ranch. It's done on a place called D-Dot Ranch, it's outside of Jacksonville, pretty well known in that area. Uh, large acreage, great habitat for wildlife, but particularly <clears throat> for turkeys, well-managed. First time we went through the day, Toxie may have been the one to coin this phrase, but we call it Jurassic Park for turkeys because it's <clears throat> really a, just a neat, special place. And like so many places, it's the people that make it <clears throat> so much fun to go to and the friendships that develop. But they do an amazing thing to raise money for, <clears throat> for this Seamark Ranch that, that uh, Mr. and Miss Dan Davis, who helped sponsor and helped get that uh, charity, that home started for boys and girls. Uh, they're very giving people. Keith Kelly, who was one of our turkey thugs. Ernie, you know him well. Oh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Keith manages that place. And he told me he's going to retire in about a year and a half now. So he's well, that's good looking for forward to that. 
He'll but, really be busy then. But we've all been there over the years. Well, one of my favorite stories from there in particular is several, happened several years ago. Not every year, but very often we'll we'll have a kid come from Seamark home and we'll turkey hunt them. And, and sometimes they do it during our Seamark ranch. They they do this turkey hunt where people pay good bit of money just to come and turkey hunt there and raise money for Seamark. We'll it also it, when that's over with, we'll hunt kids. Well, I hunted this this one young man. I'm sort of like you, Ed. I can't remember his exact name, but uh, we had hunted him that morning. Hadn't heard a turkey, so we were riding around and trying to find turkeys and um, <clears throat> located one sort of down a long road, two or 300 yards, a bend, and there's some woods, and made turkey gobble. And we set up on the side of the road. And we started working the turkey, and he's gobbling. And sure enough, he pops around that bend, and for 150, 200 yards, he's strutting the whole way. He's coming. And we, of course, we had coached the young man and told him how to hold his gun and be still. And, and I'm sitting right by him, and Jacob's behind me filming, and Keith is back there, and Turkey's coming, he's gobbling, the excitement's building, and I see a little movement, and Turkey gets to 100 yards and 75 yards, and he's steadily coming 50 yards, 35 yards, 30 yards, and the gun barrels doing like <laughs> this. It's, 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 it's weaving, and I sort of stand up and say, calm down. He said, Mr. Bell, Mr. Bell. I'm about to pass out. I'm about to pass out. I said, well, don't pass out till we shoot. Pass out. I mean, the turkey walks right in our lap. It had to be 15 steps. And unfortunately, he shoots and the turkey flies away. But I'll never forget true excitement. I mean, he he literally was about to faint. I mean, he was so excited. I'd never seen anything like that in his life. So many of these kids come from tough backgrounds, and they're not – they had are not introduced to the outdoors and take it for granted like we do. So I don't think he'll ever forget that either. Mm-mm. That was a great, great hunt. That's a yeah, very cool. That's a cool experience, especially when you see a kid do that yeah. that that doesn't know that that feeling exists. You know, like that that extreme shaking, yeah. uh, and it'll. It'll you know, get you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm looking at Toxin. I hope you're going to tell the 11 and 0 story. Actually, yeah. That probably, I was thinking, I have something else to talk about, but if you'll let me say one other oh, thing man. than that, I definitely want to tell that story. Oh, so, my goodness, Bill. Did you have to bring that up? No, this is like, <laughs> it's, 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 there's two people that it's extremely appropriate to kind of talk about. And one of them today yep. would be my dad, Mr. Fox, Absolutely. who kind of started about all this. So, if you weren't here, I was going to steal you. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's a good one. That's probably my favorite as far as the, the, the end game of it. So, um, about, gosh, 30 years ago, at least, um, yeah, all of, you know, just had the one office in one little building downtown. And my office is right, I had a back door to my office's into the parking lot. So, if anybody pulled up, I could hear them out there and all. So one morning, kind of like this morning, it was drizzly and raining. And it was on up in the season a good bit. And uh, I, I didn't go, but I was up there early. I'm a morning person. And uh, I heard a truck pull up out in the back. So to background that story, we had a lease here called the Cotton Mill. We don't have it anymore. In fact, it's been sold to somebody and actually clear cut. Uh, a lot of good memories there, though. And that's what really mattered. But um, all of us could hunt out there. I'd been out there. Bill had been out there. Bob Dixon, cuz. You know, I, Carsey, 
especially Bob. Bob took it on a challenge, but there was this there's these two sloughs in the middle of it, and in between was some big open, beautiful hardwoods. And you know, each the other sides were kind of brushy and stuff. But this, I mean, who knows if it was the same turkey? But there was only one turkey that ever gobbled there. Of course, he always had some hens, mm-hmm. and I think we all some told. I still remember Bob Dixon after we got whipped about the third time. I took him out there with me, and he and I'd actually gotten on opposite sides of the slough that morning. Still got by us. And I remember Bob telling me, I said, what do you think it's going to take to kill that turkey? And he looked at me and said, I'm thinking it's going to take 243 if you ask me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so he was legendary. And so probably as much as any any turkey around here. Again, do I know it was the same turkey every day? No, but I'm pretty sure. And so anyway, that particular morning, I hear the truck out back. And I was like, who in the world would go – Cruddy morning like this, you know, who, who would go hunting? Other than probably Larry Moore, who's been around here forever and loves, you know, rainy mornings. And I hear, I look out back and his daddy, and it's not very, it's like 7.30, you know, so I know he's, and he gets out and he's got his camo. I said, you got to be kidding me. You must have run from the rain early. He said, well, I'm out early, but it didn't cause of the rain. I said, you be, where, where'd you go? He said, I went out to the cotton mill. I said, you, 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 between the sleeves, where turkey we've been hunting all year? Yep. And he leaned on the back of his truck. He said, let me tell you something, son. <laughs> if you're a Nebraska football team, 10 and one's a pretty good record. But if you're a turkey, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and he pointed in the back of the truck and he had it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> I remember that. Word for word. Oh, I, I, I said one kind of bad word, but that's what he said, so I don't repeat it. And he never he, – he, he was beaming, but, you know, he never one was to be too exuberant about it or too down if it was a bad day, either one. You know, he kind of kept things within, but – he has still to this day, even when in the waning days, he has that wit mm-hmm. that he creates on his own. I could write a book on all these little sayings that he, and it's not he picked them up from somewhere else. He just has that gift of giving them. So the other person, and I've met quite a few. I mean, I put some of the people in this room. I put Cuz along with anybody I ever met. But I would say right there with my dad and having that instant wit ever. And I just want to say this isn't necessarily a tale. But a tribute. Today is Bob Dixon's birthday, and it's 20 years. And if I get choked up, it's literally today and some of the stuff I've seen from his kids already. Uh, it's one of the people that is so uh, not weird. It's kind of special, actually. But every year that goes by, it's like I'm missing more. Of course, you go through the year, and someone's been gone a long time, and you just kind of move on with life. You have to. I mean, that's what he'd want us to do and all. But Something about this time of year, and Will has kept it special, but what I always remember about Bob is he made the biggest deal about he'd never killed a turkey on his birthday, the 22nd of uh, March. And every year he would always, knowing I'd had a good spot, especially back in the day too, Chris Hawley, living there on Uncle Bud's farm, he had good spots, and he always kind of be, you know, for a week or so, he was a master at it. You know, I never have killed a turkey on my birthday. He would just always kind of be never whined much about it. He just always kind of, kind of like throwing it. He, like he said, I just throw that lunker lure out there and reel it by, hoping you'll bite on it. So I can't tell you how many times I tried to take him. I remember taking him with Chris Hawley twice, and he never did get to kill a turkey on his birthday. And so, um, 
you know, it's just one of those things that we remember. Uh, last year, the first person to kill a turkey with the fox vest was Will Dixon. He went with Neil. Neil actually arranged for Will to come up and hunt Mississippi because Alabama season was not open last year on the 22nd for the first time in his life. And so he arranged for Will to come up. They hunted on a place I had leased down in uh, Knoxville County, and Will killed a turkey on Bob's birthday. And, I was, you know, that was pretty special too. But the day that we buried Bob was in April, and it was down there, you know, uh, not far from where we had that hunting club in, in Camden. It was in near Greenville, Alabama. And uh, so we all spent the night at Portland, and we're going to turkey hunt the morning before the funeral. And I still remember going out up near the big lake on the hill, Lanny, wherever that, the prairie. Mm-hmm. And three turkeys just absolutely, I mean, I, I can't ever remember in Texas anywhere three turkeys gobbling any more than those three. From black dark to fly down to in front of me, two behind me, two sideways. And they were probably in, I mean, I could have missed them, but easy gun range for probably 20 minutes. And there was always two or three hens blocking them whenever I had a shot. And they just did laps around me all morning long. And I just kept thinking later when they left, I kept thinking, no, I'm going to kill a turkey on Bob's barrel day. You know, and I know he's right here with me. I bet he's down there calling them for me. Well, when the turkeys left, I'd say, that's just like Bob. He's probably snickering at me right now. <laughs> that's exactly and so right. um, uh, today I had the same thing. I had, uh, I didn't expect to hear a turkey. It was raining. I was going to go back and I hear a turkey way off and I get up down there and it's a place I hadn't heard one in years on our place. And, you know, had a bunch of hens. Lo and behold, here comes hens fly slew and then he flies over and he's coming and he's, he's fixing us. I had my gun up and he comes out and right when he steps out, haven't missed one already this year. I was just going to be real careful. And it's Jake steps right in front of him and literally stride for stride until he was out of range. The Jake just kind of protected him the whole way. Hmm. And I didn't think anything more about it because it's a place I can go back. I think he'll be there and all. And I, it occurred to me, it's Bob Dixon's birthday. <laughs> he did it again. <laughs> now, I don't know. You know, we don't know what happens or not. But uh, the thing I do want to say is that if there's anything that makes – the sport specialists, the people and the friendships and the love of the bird. And the, uh, the big story for me is that Bob Dixon was ever, even in my life was such a privilege for me and the formative, you know, there's a lot of formative people on the business of Mossy Oak and the very, very wide diversity of success we've enjoyed. It's been the greatest blessing beyond it. Something I could ever dream of. And so there's a lot of people, but at the top of formative of the culture, which is what makes it more special. You know, if we've got this competitive advantage at all, it's the people, it's the culture, it's the Bobby Cole, don't take yourself too serious or I'll, you know, I'll I'll punch your, I'll poke your bubble with a pen. Um, He was so formative in that. He made such a difference in my life and everybody's here. And so if I could just get that message to everybody that loves the turkey hunt is enjoy every day like he did. I mean, he never, almost never had a bad day. I think when he had a bad day, he was just faking it to try to get a hunt out of you or something. He really <laughs> almost never had a bad day. And, uh, you know, like I said, at his funeral uh, or at his wake, you know, likely wouldn't even be, just like Mr. Bill Sugg right here, probably wouldn't be him also without him. So that's my turkey stories. Yeah. Wow. My, my blessing of getting to run by Bob Dixon. Big words right there, guys. That really is. And so, Wow. Yeah, kind of hard to follow up with that, but we got to. I'm gonna start sleeping in on the 22nd. I think now, though, (laughs) we got to keep this thing. 
We got to keep this thing moving. Ernie, just hang on. Well, we're saving you for last, so don't don't go anywhere. Now, Lanny, I'm gonna look at you. We'll move down the table this way. I'd right. love to hear a story. Well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a, a story that happened not too long ago, and just uh, just uh, just to relive it for myself. So probably maybe it won't happen again. <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it. So I don't know how many people. You know, I've had the pleasure of hunting with a lot of a lot of people. A lot of people here. I don't know how many people have spent much time with Bobby Cole. Um, but, uh, let me tell you, he likes to get in there early. I mean, real early. The king. The king. Mm. He's going to be in there before anybody is. So nonetheless, I think we left here at midnight for an hour drive. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what time, uh, he dropped me off. Uh, but I do remember saying it is so dark that I'm going in this pine thicket and I'm going to sleep. Uh, so I slithered up in there and made me a little pillow out of pine needles and I went to sleep. And when I woke up, there was a turkey gobbling. And that's, I was like, that's a good feeling. Oh man, it's a great feeling. So I, you know, woke up from my, my pine straw nap. I don't get to hunt. We don't hunt solo very much, but I was actually by myself this morning and this turkey was fired up. I mean, was ripping it. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is what it's all about. You know, made my first little move. Uh, and of course he didn't do what he was supposed to do, uh, and continued to stay, I believe in his stage where his stage was and, and wasn't making a move. And I did the old, come at it from this way, come at it from that way, come at it from this way. And it, you know, imagine that. Yeah, man, you know, it, it, that was in the first 10 minutes, you know, right. I mean, <laughs> no, I actually took my time with this one. Uh, and then finally I was like, I've got to just get right up in his wheelhouse. I hope I don't bump him. So he got quiet. And I slipped in there as, uh, you know, as tight as I thought I could get on him, uh, and, uh, and sat down and I heard a turkey spit and I was like, Ooh, he's close. But I'm like, I don't know how close he is. Cause I can't hear drumming. I don't know. I don't hear drumming. So I think I'm thinking I'm hearing a turkey walking. I'm like, well, the only thing I can do is really soft yelp. And I soft yelp and he gobbles three yards from me. <laughs> behind you where is no right in front of where's a bunch of thick stuff is in some of those smz's and so, you know how the water comes through there and it and it uh all the yeah. sycamore leaves get stuck on the, oh, the yeah, small yeah. branches and stuff so he was just behind one of those stepped out and i mean three yards from me just <laughs> gobbles and looks me straight in the eye and i'm right down on the bead on him and i smooth misty <laughs> <laughs> that's easy at nine feet yeah i got too close yeah i got too close and then i missed him again and then I missed him again. <laughs> <laughs> so they'll make you stupid. I do remember that morning. You yeah. can actually look in the um, Fox Fest log and that, that hunts in there. Oh, that was last year. That was last yeah. year. Yeah, oh, so, I remember that. That was a good. P.S. Man, that might have been the first miss in it. Yeah, I probably mm, may have been. No, Lady. I didn't. I didn't have the vest on. Bobby did. Okay. Now I went back with the vest and I. Okay. Yeah. But I, I got, got, got him. I got a PS to my story. It said, did I mention Lanny missed? Yeah, I remember that, that was that morning. Wow. So it was probably, I mean, I, you know, it's, uh, the misses are good too, but so 
Take away. Don't let them get that close. No, do not. And and if you think a turkey's within ten yards, don't yelp at him. That's not real smart. So, and by the <laughs> way, the next podcast we do is going to be on misses. So you guys be thinking about. Uh, I'm going to tell a story. Every one. Yeah. I've already has, talked about my one in my whole. I'm sure you got more than one. I've ruined it. Yeah, a lot of these have already been unsuccessful hunts that ended up being a great story. Well, come on, Dad. Let's tell us one. That was a good one, Lanny. Well. You know, I, I told a story a year or two ago about my first turkey, which coincidentally was named Big Toxie, uh, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot about you shooting 1981, Big Toxie. 82-ish. Uh, and uh, I, was, I had another story prepared. Uh, and that story, I actually peppered another human who happened to be across the field. So if you want to go listen to that, uh, go listen to that. The story I was going to tell today was about the time that uh, – a man almost shot me when I was turkey hunting. And uh, since I don't really have a lot of good stories, I think I may shelve that and, and tell my <laughs> tell my story from today. Um, oh. And so I went on this trip. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Uh, went with the church over to England and France uh, and came back. And uh, I missed out on the whole Fox Vest thing amazing Uh, event i'm i left i think friday the day you know when people started showing up to camp out literally woodstock for turkey yeah woodstock for turkey hunting a lot of fish fans you would have just yeah i know Uh, (laughs) um, my feelings were hurt you know i saw a few people off in the distance when i was driving away waiting some faces i recognized from nwtf convention and such but anyway i go and uh you know, employees uh, got a chance at a vest. And so I had to wait that whole week and a half I was gone about, you know, uh, is there going to be one left? Or is there going to be one left me? or yeah. whatever? You yeah. know, I think my name was on the list. And <laughs> um, anyway, I hadn't really thought about a number except, uh, you know, we've talking a lot. We've talked a lot about how, uh, especially me, I, I think that in some way birds, can be attached to heaven. Uh, and we've all heard stories about that as well. Oh, uh, you have, you have a great story. Yeah. About and, that. Uh, and I even have a couple more, but, uh, so this time, uh, Jason McKellar, he had been on a, a trip to visit his brother-in-law and they went skiing and he just got back too. So we yeah. went to the store. Um, I was happened to be first in line. I paid for my vest Jason paid for his, and uh, then we go over to the warehouse. It's like this big ordeal. You Get have your to highlighter sign out, your yeah. initials and all of that. Bill's got some protocol. Somebody place, comes out of a room and goes and gets your vest, and it happened to be just random. So uh, Chris Davis goes to a box and gets a vest, and I'm thinking, well, you know, I paid first. He'll probably hand it to me first, and so he hands it to Jason instead, and uh, uh Anyway, I I get handed mine next, and uh, anyway, we immediately both look at the numbers, and I didn't really recognize anything, and I, I wasn't really thinking about a number. You know, I was just glad to have one. I got 0128, and Jason got 0127, even though I, I paid first, you know, whatever. But so on the way back, we were thinking like, well, if you get a significant number, whatever, maybe we can trade. And I was thinking, well, I don't, I don't really have one. And so we'll just keep it as it is. And, uh, right when I walked in the door, um, I realized that 
zero one two seven was my dad, my late dad's birthday. Oh wow, so, uh, that's heavy. That uh, is super heavy. And so, really, if we were going in order of how we paid, I would have gotten oh one two seven. But since me and Jason are so tight, we didn't really care right. or think about it. So he had that one, and uh, when we got in, he offered it to me. That's and cool. So, uh, That's a great story. You know, I kind of hey. lost it for a minute. And, yeah. Uh, so, you know. That's yeah, cool. That's heaven cool. and birds are connected. Welcome yep. back home. Moral of the story. Yeah, no doubt about oh, that. 0127. Yeah. Cool. How about that? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever heard had any turkey connected to heaven <laughs> stories, but I've had several that are connected to the devil. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, me too. Evil. Yep. So I was going to tell a story that uh, tied into – we've got a friend at Alabama Farmers Co-op, Al Cheatham. Yes. And many years ago, Al and I went to Florida on a turkey hunt. Al just kind of fell in love with turkey hunting. That and duck hunting was what he enjoyed doing. And I was down there trying to get him a turkey. And we were hunting on this place that had orange groves and then these canals and then big cattle pastures. It was really gorgeous. And we'd walked around all morning and hadn't heard a turkey gobbling. And, you know, my lips kind of poked out and got out. And he he's on deck to shoot. And we're, sta- we're standing there, and there's this canal that's about 15 yards wide. And I have no idea how deep it is. But on the other side of the canal is this, I guess it's what they dug out of the canal. It's maybe the spoils. And it's like a big berm or a levee. And it's 20 five feet tall or so that's just i mean you can't see across it and so standing there and i yelped and a turkey gobbles on the other side of that berm and so i look i said oh we got to go over there and he said i'm not go. i'm not wading across that that, that water i said oh we got to go and the turkey time gobbled go, again yeah. time. And i said we got to go and he said, you're just gonna have to leave me here i'm i'm not gonna walk through that water. and again i don't know how deep it is so i said well al I got, I got to go if you don't mind. He's, you know, said, what? So I pulled my pants off. I'm just down in my underwear and I put it in my vest and I put my gun up high and I, I don't know how deep this, and I start walking and it's about waist high, but halfway across that thing, something like a, I don't know what it was. Loch Ness monster. Slid down into the water. <laughs> and, I, and it scared me to death. And I got out on the other side scared to death. Well, the turkey's just, I mean, he just began, he's really on this not very far away goblin. So I don't even put on my pants. I just, I stay in my underwear. And because they're, how am I not surprised as much up. as I've seen you change your clothes with the door open <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm going to show you I'm going to pass that around and show you some proof what so, color were they So I, well they started off white so I, I crawl up to the top of this berm and I can see the turkey out there about 60 on. yards and so as long as I keep my waist on the back side of this berm I, you know, he, there's no way he can see me Al's getting a good you know, something he probably don't want to look at. But so this goes on and I yelp a few times and there was a hen with the, and they, and they just walked up there and I killed him, ran down there, picked him up and in your boxer, came, came in my boxer, you know, and some whitey tighties come back and <laughs> come back across the water. I don't believe it. I told it. Yeah. But, but, now, but now here it gets even better. So Al's, I mean, he had a good, he laughed. That was a great story. He loved telling it. The next year we're back and we're standing in the same spot. And Al has already committed. I'm going to go with you this time. <laughs> the turkey gobbles. 
So we're standing there, and we go to the same spot and look down, and there's a shelf right where I walked across, and there's about a 10-foot alligator laying there, ah. like four feet from us. And he's went and as soon as the, the alligator sees us, and he just bolts, you know, slides off in the water. And I've thought, if it had happened in reverse, I don't think I'd have crossed it. I mean, that I never thought there'd be an alligator. So, I mean, so you didn't cross it. Didn't no, cross we did not time. cross just it. Just call him up to the bank on oh, the other side, yeah. Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I killed a turkey in my underwear. <laughs> That's a true story. And y'all see the picture. There's proof the right there. Where's the camera That's right. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that was a lot of fun. Though. So that's a good one. That's a good one. That is a good one. All right, so Ned, you've told your story. Dudley, Toxie, you've got play the let's, horns. Let's uh, here we go. Yep, the man himself. Is it my turn? It's, it's you gonna, finally gonna let Ernie it's gonna be your turn. <laughs> Can I tell a couple, two or three short ones? Well, yeah, and tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, are, they said I'm you're eighty-five, eighty-nine, Lewiston, New York. I'll be seventy in two weeks. Uh, uh, well, you, uh, Quaker boy, uh, Quaker boy. I started. I started helping Dick Kirby uh, in 1977. How about that? So, but we met at. Uh, I can remember the name of the calling contest. I'd never been to a calling contest back then, and I written a story in a New York Sportsman magazine, which was then like a newspaper, you know. And I actually I titled it King of Spring. I mean, because. Of course, back then, and even to this day, yeah. I'm on fire about it, right? Mm -hmm. So I write this story, and right where my story ends, um, the article I write is an ad for a turkey calling contest. Well, heck, up there, we wouldn't even know. I didn't know of such a thing. Some people up there did, and I, I it was my girlfriend, and we weren't even married. We've been married uh, 45 years now. We weren't wow. even married, awesome. married then. And, Congrats. And I says... Uh, Let's go to this thing. You know, it was about four hours away. So we decided to go. And it was a place called the Owego Treadway Inn in Owego, New York, just south of, of course, you all heard of Turkey Trot Acres. Yeah. Correct? Okay. So it's just south of there. Actually, that's where I met Pete Claire that owns that. But I walk in the door. And, of course, I'd heard of some of these people. But first person I meet is Ben Lee. You know what I mean? I walk in. And of course, you guys that knew Ben or knew who he was or how he was, you know, was as soon as you met him and talked to him a little bit, it was like, you know, your best friends, uh, Jim Clay, Kelly Cooper's there. Then finally, you know, at the back a little bit, you know, there I run into Dick Kirby and, uh, that's the first time I ever met him here. He only lives 40 miles from me, but you know, we, we started a relationship right there. He had all these calls. He was the most generous man I ever seen with Turkey calls. He here, try this one, try that one, try this one, try that one. You know, back then I was running a Penn Woods call and, uh, so he says, and I'm running it. He said, you got to get in the contest. I says, ah, I'm not getting in front of the stage and run. No, no. He says, you need to get, he says, I got an amateur contest. Get in there. So I says, all right. But the only thing I couldn't whistle on the call that I got from him. So, but after I blew his call, I couldn't blow the pants anymore. Mm -hmm. So I had no choice. I had to use, he had them great big frames. You remember yeah. them ones back mm -hmm. then? And so anyway, I got in the contest, make a long story short. I come in second in the amateur, that little fire under me. He called me a couple months later, the Pennsylvania States. I see, he said, would you go with me? I say, yeah, what the heck? I go with them. And I mean, Billy O'Daniels is there and 
you know, the Rome brothers and all that, but they were in their own category because it was uh, resident, non-resident. But, uh, you know, Louis Stowe and, you know, on down the line, all the old guys, the old regime of guys that were just incredible bunch of people. And I call in that and I win the damn thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I says, wow. And that really lit a fire under me. A bit. But anyway, so that's where I came from. Uh, I started helping Dick in 77 where it was then. And we'd go to a contest. And, you know, when the contest was over, we'd open the trunk. And we'd be selling the mouth calls out of the trunk. Well, I guess we were trunk jobbers. You know, wagon jobbers, <laughs> trunk jobbers. But. At least it was it was it was good for me because you know Dick paid for everything except my entrance fee because I helped him sell the calls so that helped me a lot too I was a welder back then wow. and uh, then it went on and on and he he asked me a number of times to go to work for him when I I couldn't the pay cut was serious and I just gotten I got married in seventy nine and I I says I, I just can't go I can't go and then finally uh, I got laid off and uh, I said you know what. Lord hates a coward. I said, let's go. And I took a major pay cut. Actually, uh, Chris, if you if you're listening to this, it took me a number of years to make that up. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I did eventually get it made up, and I, w- I went full time for him in '85, and I worked full time for him for 34 years. But now that I'm retired, I'm I'm still working for them whenever they call me. If they need me somewhere or whatever, I'll go. And I love and I tell Chris, whatever you need me to do, call me. As long as you're paying me, I'm going. <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, it's been a great run, a good ride. And yeah, uh, I was a little bit nervous, of course. I was nervous when I retired, but uh, I'm not nervous anymore because I'm still doing what I did when I was working, even though now I got to pay for my own licenses. I don't like that. <laughs> I liked it much better when they took care of my license fees but anyway it's been a a, it's been a beautiful uh ride a beautiful life i mean how how many people you know they get paid to do things that people take vacation to do Mm -hmm. it's pretty hard to uh duplicate amen that's Mm -hmm. right but yeah, I still love it. But anyway, I got a, a couple of, I guess, is that enough, Bobby? Yeah, or you yeah, need, oh, okay. yeah. Well, I, I think I probably know more about you now than I really wanted to know about oh, you. Well, I didn't get into all of it. No, but anyway. Trust me. That was minor. <laughs> that was minor. But anyway, uh, Doc, you reminded me of a story that I have to tell here. Now, I had this I had this kid that he wanted me to hunt with him, wanted me to hunt with him. And this wasn't that long ago, maybe 10 years ago or so. And uh, I says, all right, we'll go. I see. Yeah, I've heard this before. They probably ain't got any turkeys. We go in, there was a bunch of turkeys gobbling. But, of course, most of them were all jakes. Uh, the adult gobblers were, you know, a few hundred yards from there. We couldn't do anything with them that morning. But I knew now, just from the situation, we had to set up closer to the adults that are uh, down the cut cornfield farther. So we go in the next morning, this and that, and he's telling me, no, he says, I've killed enough turkeys. I want you to, I want you to kill one with me, all this stuff and everything. It's okay. So anyway, the turkey, the gobbler ends up coming, and he comes right, right way to decoy. He comes right to the decoy. And right when the turkey's about 30 yards from the decoy, he says, you know, of course, I'd hunted all over the south and everything before home. This is at home. And he says, uh, you, you already killed a lot of turkeys this year, didn't you? I says, yeah. He says, uh, would, would you mind if I shoot this one? <laughs> I says, I told you when we got here, I could care less if I kill it or not. I'd love to have you kill it. So I handed him my gun. Turkey come up, he killed it. So the following year, 
we're, we're in a spot. You got to drive a four wheel across a little creek, just a little little branch. We drive across <laughs> that, and uh, we get through with the four wheel, and we park. We go in, and and a turkey's gobbling. They won't come. He won't come across this field. So we circle around in the woods, and and I get all tucked in in there, and. Uh, uh, these turkeys come in behind me and they're back in the field that we were trying to get them across. And I just, I ended up turning around and I killed them, right? Cause it was that one I was going to shoot. I gave him one. Now I'm going to take the next one. <laughs> you know, this was the next year. So then the next year we go back and it had been raining. I mean, it rained and rained and rained. This was only a little branch. You get a four wheeler right over it. He said, I don't know if we're going to be able to get the four wheeler. He's got a brand new GMC truck. He says, we're going to go across in the truck. Let's say it's your place, you know, whatever. <laughs> he goes down, and that, the water, and we're going down into the, this ain't no branch no more. <laughs> this is a river. And he's going down, going down, and the water's, it's up over, it's up over the bumper. And I says, there ain't no way this truck's going to make it through there. And he eases, eases, crawls right up the other side. I said, man, we made it. But, of course, it's still raining. And we get back in there, and, and, and I'm sitting watching the field on the one side. We're on a hedgerow. He's watching the other way. Turkey starts gobbling on his side, which is fine. And uh, he said, you better turn around. And I says, no. I said, that turkey comes across the field, just kill it. And he's just screaming the whole way. And he comes right into about 15 yards. I'm facing the other way, misses him clean. Mm-hmm. I saw, I mean, this kid bus starts crying, you know what I mean? <laughs> I know oh, yeah. I saw, man. But anyway, you know, to, to get back to us, so that I say, what are you going to do? We all miss them. You know, give them the story that we get everybody that's with us when they miss. We all do it. If you ain't missed any turkeys, you haven't hunted them enough, all that stuff. Mm. So we get back. You'll get over it in 20 years. We get back in a truck years, and we're, we're going back across the branch and it gets down to where the truck's. Just about fully in, it is fully in the water. It quits. Oh. <laughs> it's a brand new GMC pickup. It fries the computer. Mm. We're not moving. Water's coming. I got the window down on my side. And it's, I'm not saying a word. I'm just sitting there and it's filling up with water. So that, I says, hey, uh, we got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, this water's rushing in the truck. Coming I mean, in now, the window? it's coming in everywhere <laughs> now i'm up there i'm up to my knees in the front seat now it's about to go over my boots so i get up and i sit on this windowsill so i'm i'm sitting out my feet are he's oh you're you're, you're putting your muddy boots on, on my feet <laughs> <laughs> i really think it don't make much of a difference right, right now does it so it keeps coming up coming up and i look in the back seat oh Man, my vest is back there. My guns, they're all, the, the, the vest is floating. The gun's underwater. So I take them out and I put them up on the roof of the truck. Now, now I got to crawl out of this truck. I crawl out. First, I'm on the hood. And he don't like me sitting on the hood. I mean, on the roof. And I don't blame him neither. I don't want somebody sitting on the roof of my truck. So I get in the bed of the truck, right? While I'm in the bed of the truck, I got to move my, my gun and vest all the way to the back of the bed. Because, I mean, I'm, it's about to go over my knees in the bed of the truck. And he says, well, what are we going to do? He says, uh, I say, <laughs> he says, we're going to try to survive. It's only a truck. You got insurance <laughs> on it. It's only a truck. Don't worry about it. So he's got a call. He gets a wrecker to come down. And this kid's crying. And he ain't that young. 
but he's, I mean, he's crying because his, his truck's gone. So one big wrecker comes down. You know them great big diesel ones they use on the interstate to haul tractor trailers? He backs down in there. How are you going to hook it up? <laughs> you can't get to it. So he says, well, what am I going to do? I said, well, you have them, you know, the hooks on the four-wheel drives. I said, you're going to have to go out there. So he wades and swims, and he gets the cable from the tow truck guy, and he's got to come all the way back. I mean, it's cold. It's May 1st. It's cold. He comes all the way back. May 1st is cold where I live. He finally, he's got to go underwater to hook this thing, to hook the hook on. And this truck can't pull it out. His wheels are spinning. Can't. They got to bring another wrecker in there. It took two wreckers to get that truck out of there, fried that truck. Mm-hmm. I haven't hunted with him since. I mean, hey, he's still, I love him. He's a good kid in case you hear this. I never <laughs> mentioned your name. But after you told that story. Yeah, don't I, trust I those rivers, to, man. I had to tell that one. <laughs> don't trust those wow. rivers. <laughs> but anyway, one, uh, one story, and, and I will let a couple names out here. Is I happen to witness it in Toxie, you know where this is, Lake Thunderhead in Missouri. Or, you know, what's it, half mile wide anyway? Uh, yeah, like an ocean. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably more than a half mile wide. But anyway, uh, Rob Keck and Carl Brown, God rest his soul, are, are hunting one side of the lake. Me and Dick are on the other side of the lake. And we could see with binoculars, there was a gobbler strutting right on the beach on the other bank. Mm. And... uh so we said that, what the heck, you know? So I, I don't, I, I didn't, I was on the camera. I never even blew a call or nothing, but Dick was calling, calling, calling turkeys, gobbling. And, you know, we, we don't think anything of it. And all of a sudden I look, I said, Dick, look where that turkey was standing. He's coming across the lake. He flew all the, his wingtips were hitting the water on the lake, flew all the way across that lake, walked right up into us and Dick killed it. Man, so you wow. think they won't cross water? They road? put the yelp you, on him, didn't he? It was absolutely all of a half mile across that water. Wow, no doubt about it. I, I mean, saw, uh, yeah, that's pretty crazy. It's crazy. You yeah, never heard crazy. Of that. Well, that goes back a little bit to what our buddy probably could be considered the greatest of all time. We had on that's working on his fifth doc. Well, yeah, well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he's had more experience than anybody. Probably that's incredible. That be. guy, that he's, he's unbelievable. And so he just they ask him the question, "What's the, what makes him hard? You know, pressured public land. What you know? What he said, one hundred percent over anything makes him hard to call and kill. Hence, mm-hmm. but I agree. The, the the opposite is true. If they don't have them, yeah, mm. you'd be surprised at what yeah. they'll do. Go ahead. That reminds me of. The story when you missed the turkey and it flew over the moon. You remember that? I do remember that. Yeah, sorry. What about <laughs> what about uh, redheaded gobblers? I hate redheaded gobblers. No, but you would hate you know them the ones, No, well, you know the ones that are in the field. We have them when I used to guide out of Southern Sports. And we had, we called it the the red. I did. I hated them. That's why I hunted them so hard. If I got the one where I was hating them, I hunted them harder. A lot of times I didn't kill them, but I, I don't hate them anymore. You know what I mean? But back then... 40 years ago, 30 years ago, I hated them. Well, they he cut, their heads do call. change colors. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, oh, but yeah. when you, you see one standing out in the field and that head's all red, he's gobbling at you. He ain't coming. <laughs> <'Til> <laughs> that, he ain't coming till that head turns white, green, blue. red, white, and blue. But as long as that head stays red, I've never had it. I guarantee it. He ain't coming in unless he just happens to mosey your way. 
But until you see that, and later in the season, they do that a lot. Hmm. Take note. Yeah. Yeah. That that little translucent white head that Ooh. you see looks like a ping pong ball. That's, that's the, the key. key. Like, yeah. I was always right told it was oh, a yeah. light bulb. Like a frost on it. Man, that's something that gets me. Those are good stories, Ernie. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, uh, I got a hundred of them. Well, look, <laughs> we, uh, it's just amazing seeing you sitting there in this studio. And I just, I just think about all the people that have been here and it, it's, you're just a legend in the industry. Can I tell yeah, one fact, more yeah. quick one? And Bob Dixon's the one who introduced me to you. Bob Dixon, to, to mention something about, I love Bob as everybody did, but we were in Dallas and we're in the grand nationals. So, you know, we're in the finals, you know, we made the cut and everything. So, me and Bob are tied for third. And Bob, he said, why do I got to be tied with you? I said, I said, wait, you, why do I got to be tied with you? You know <laughs> what I mean? But I, I, I felt bad ever since because I ended up beating him in a call off, but beating him, I scored more than he did. So I ended up with third, he was fourth. But did you ever be in a call off where you're head to head competition and ended up winning and actually felt bad about it because Bob was such a great guy? You know what? I mean, seriously. He, he, he was, was a good. He was a good. Oh, he could yell right now. He, was. <laughs> he could yell. Lights Absolutely. Out. Lights out. So, was lights out. so uh, why don't we do this? Dudley, why don't you rapid fire some questions at, uh, at Ernie? Okay. And then uh, – and. Don't leave, Ned, unless you just got, got to. And then uh, we got a trivia question specifically for Ernie. Oh, great. And then we'll get, we'll get going. <laughs> All right. So, well, go ahead. Yeah, I got to get a, a hole drilled in one of my teeth and filled uh, in about 30 minutes. So or It's anyway, rapid fire. If, if oh, rapid yeah. fire lasts 30 minutes, We're somebody shoot here. me. Okay? <laughs> yeah, use the Springfield. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, Ernie. This, this is brought yeah. to you by our friends All at Springfield. Right, Springfield Armory. You know That's the right. game here? No. I'm going to ask you two questions and uh, – you give me an answer. I'll so do my best. And if you don't want, if you can say neither, you know. Okay. Or both. Or both. Yep. So uh, it's just for fun. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Eggs. Is that one of them? Yeah. <laughs> 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 he got, got the first one right. <laughs> eggs. I love them. Uh, we got a funny one over here. All right. Eggs. Fried or scrambled? Fried. Oatmeal or grits? Oatmeal. Philly cheese or pork roll egg and cheese? What the heck is a pork roll egg and cheese? <laughs> I thought you were from the Northeast. I'm from the North. They ain't got no pork roll egg. That's China. <laughs> All right. Good answer. Deer hunt or fish? Deer hunt. Salmon or salmon? Salmon. Forced to choose. Friction call or mouth call? Both. <laughs> Bottomland or green leaf? I'm a bottomland guy. Big woods or lots of fields? Depends on a state. Ah. <laughs> Hunt fly down until 8 or 8 to 10? 8 to 10. That's I get that more than anything. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you do more often than not? Make a move or wait them out? When I was younger, I, I made a move. Now... I'm 70, man. I wait them out. That's why, <laughs> right. that's why we make turkey calls, to make them come to us. Uh, based on a photo I saw this morning that I'm not going to mention, Waffle House or Huddle House? <laughs> Never been to a Huddle House. <laughs> <laughs> Waffle House it is. Yeah. Good job. That was good. So, all right. It, hang on now. Richie, would you read the question? Uh, we've got a... A trivia question that was designed specifically oh, for you. And if you get it right, one of our listeners who has left a review about our podcast 
will win a prize. Good. So yeah. so the listener here is Spook Chad 25. Spook Chad 25. And their uh, re- review is, uh, this is the best podcast out today. I love listening to Dudley and Mr. Toxie talk about any subject. All these guys are great at what they do, and it's truly an extent, outstanding podcast, very knowledgeable. Did Bobby write that again? Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I was going to say, maybe I wrote that. That was completely yeah. stupid. Yeah. Bobby wouldn't have left Bobby out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good yeah. point. So the question here is, where were Buffalo Wings thought to have been created? Thought? It's the anchor bar in Buffalo. Oh, my goodness. Oh, he right. got it. Yeah. He got it. We've been there. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. I live there. Well, I just wanted to confirm that yeah. you would know where that Actually, was. Actually, I got wing sauce with me that I might – I'll put some on some turkey nuggets when I get to Ooh. Texas next I week. think Bob was going to think he was going to get them on that one. And just, so, no, I, th- I really yeah. thought – so it's the Anchor Bar. Landy, you and I have been there one we time been before. There. So uh, mm-hmm. that's where that – Actually, I didn't know Buffalo came from Buffalo, New York. Now I do. Yeah, there you yeah. go. We, we are educating the world here as, as we go by. <laughs> now I We also to- have beef on wick. Never had one. What is that? Uh, no. Ernie, it's, it's, let's turn Ernie's mic, man, if we can. Extend <laughs> slice roast beef on a Kimmelwick roll, which I know you guys got no idea what What's that a is. Kimmelwick roll? Sounds it's like a, a shish kebab. It's a roll with salt and Kimmelwick seeds on the top of it, and they put shaved roast beef, and that, that's what we're famous for, chicken wings and beef on wick. And you put our Jew sauce, you know, like gravy in it, and it's good with, uh, like, horseradish on mm. it. Oh, yeah. Now you're talking. Making me hungry. Yeah. Well, yeah. You ever, you ever get up there i'll make sure you get some yeah that sounds good maybe i should have redone my rapid oh. fire <laughs> so before we leave i want to look at ned and ned let's get serious for a second all right we got a lot of people you know different ages listening to us so yep. from and i'm thinking there's a lot of young men listening to us so from a doctor is there something some advice that you could say okay guys y'all need to start because I think a lot of guys, when they're young, they're like Lanny, they're bulletproof. They don't think about going to the doctor. They don't think about getting physicals or all, any of that. So could you just – what would you tell them? Oh, man, we need another hour or two, um, I think. But I – don't eat sugar. <laughs> you know, <laughs> get, get rid of carbohydrate. So, yeah, sugar and processed carbohydrates, as far as uh, this audience goes, I mean, having energy and being able to get out in the woods and – and uh and spend a bunch of time out there um on that note um just getting outside uh there's a lot of um uh popular uh, research these days about the effects of uv light and really all spectrums of 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 sunlight on uh on on neuroendocrine systems and and dopamine production in your brain serotonin these sorts of things so get outside Exposure to the sun, it, it, you know, get your feet on the ground and and connect to the to the outside world. And there are innumerable benefits, and uh, uh, just you just live a better quality of life when you're connected to the outside a little bit. So, here, so yeah, here. for this audience, get your face in the sun. Get exposure to the oh, sun. Bobby it, goes to the tannin bed. A yeah, lot. this is that, that, that work. Does not count. Hey, does okay. not just, count. Just checking. The good, the good doctor's giving us medical and spiritual advice. This all is very in the true. Same tip, this so is very true. Not yeah. to make fun of that one yeah. at all. Yeah. That's my doctor told me you got you know vitamin D. He got me out now. I said I'm in the boat all day. 
That's you know, right. during the summer, the sun's beating on me. He said, "What?" He said, "Well, take your shirt off for a while each day." I said, "That ain't happening." <laughs> <laughs> Give me some more vitamin D. Oh, that's good. Well, guys, this has been fun. Is there anything else yeah, we need to cover, Lana? Can you think of anything? Uh, just everybody, you know, have fun out there and enjoy the 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 season and the bird. That's Go right. make a few yeah. more turkey stories. That's yeah. right. Yes. Right. Mr. Bill, we're glad you joined us. Always yeah. a pleasure, Bobby. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Bill. Always glad to see you. Mr. Bill. Ned, Dr. Ned. Thank you Bill. for the invite. Yeah, yeah this is fun. We appreciate you coming. I hope yeah. I hope somebody isn't waiting on you somewhere. No, I got about five more minutes and somebody's going to be waiting. So there Monday, I think I said that Monday was the 20th, right? That was the yeah. 37th anniversary of incorporating. So wow! Nice on the tip on the historic opening day of Alabama. As well. It is was now we, it got started a little sooner than that, but mm-hmm. in the, that's when the corporation was. Yeah. How that, many days? How many years? Thirty seven. Thirty seven years. years. That's, that's incredible. I remember you. Back Let's then. hit the horns for that. Yeah. 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 Nineteen ninety six. There we go. Thanks for the job, boss. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I no, appreciate that. Wait a minute. I get. I get. To, I'm the one to get to say thanks for the job, Charlie. Y'all. Yeah. yeah. Hey, absolutely. Ernie. Well, back at you. Hey, I'd also, you know, thank you for having me. I had a great time. You know, I'm sure Rob's ready to go, but <laughs> I had a great time, and I want to thank you. Uh, I, I was honored also to wear, you know, the Mr. Fox vest last season and kill the turkey with it. That was great. Yes. But I was also, you know, part of it with the in Nashville and here in West Point. And I'm going to tell you right now, it just blew my mind. Yeah, it was cool. What? Yeah. What? Uh, oh, what an event! So, so. Ernie makes me think about the term and a Mr. Fox term about wealth and, you know, you know, having a life of wealth. And let me just tell you something, there's nothing to make you wealthier than longtime loyal, great friends. Mm-hmm. And Ernie is at the top of the food chain at Mossy Oak and the whole thing, because he's friends with more people than I could count at Mossy Oak. And so you just think about that, and you look back at life. You just I get chill bumps being grateful. And there's there's some others maybe, but none greater than the very 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 first days Bill and I ever did anything. Ernie yeah. was around, and so it's pretty cool that he spends that much time in and around with us today. So hey, hey, it's been a good one. You know I love hey, you yeah. guys. I, I mean we 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 got a lot of history together, and uh, it's all good history. Where else could you go in an industry and everybody be so tight? And friends, even competitors. That's right. Absolutely. They're still close. Yeah, that's right. That's good stuff. All right, guys, we've been going a long time. There's other stories we got that'll be on here. This was a great podcast. I enjoyed listening to these stories. I really Good. did. Yeah. So and Dudley, you, you, let's work on a turkey story for you, okay? <laughs> Dudley, <laughs> has, Dudley has my a, favorite turkey story. story. It, 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 he's it, already it, told he's it a couple of weeks ago. Best yeah, story, the best. But, no, so, yeah. So. All right. All right, guys. So I think let's be like a cow turd. And hit the trail. Mark that time code. (laughs) Why don't you say goodbye, Dudley? Goodbye, Dudley. Get us out of here, Richie. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Gamekeeper Podcast. And be sure to tune in again. Subscribe to Gamekeeper Farming for Wildlife magazine. And don't miss the Mossy Oak Properties Fistful of Dirt podcast with my good buddy, Ronnie Cuz Strickland.